This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. We're live in the studio, so you can text on 812.15. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio, or you can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Uh, good morning, guys. Lovely to see you face to face again. Morning. Morning, boys. Um, Alan's gone for that sort of what we used to call the, the, the Hawaiian shirt. In Hawaii, they call it uh, something like a kuaha shirt. Oh, I do. I, I thought they might so. just call no, it shirt. Do you know what? I, I think some do. I like your look today. It's very... Thanks. I would have uh, had my heart broken by you on a summer holiday. Yeah. Oh, great. Okay. I think it's um, young, up-and-coming assistant of Magnum P.I. <laughs> <laughs> look. Anyway, that's that out of the way. We had me and Alan had a lovely conversation just before we went on air. It made, honestly, it made me so happy with us discussing how good Merlin the TV show is. Yeah, you really were. I, I mean, mean, I'm surprised to be in that conversation, <laughs> but I, I was in it. Oh, um, really at one good. point, he wasn't in Merlin. He was in the conversation. No. <laughs> could have been. Could have been in Merlin. Can you recall? I mean, I appreciate it. It's so nice that you both have found something, you know, that, that we can bond you enjoy. Over. Yeah. Now that comedy's I mean, been snatched raptors. away from you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All that happened to me back in the 90s. <laughs> I mean, but honestly, the raptures you were both going into. Yeah. Frank said something. Can you recall what you said, Frank? I think I said it gets richer with every series, <laughs> which I do believe. I stand by that. War yeah. and peace. Yeah. yeah. It does have an epic quality to it. I'll give it that. I'll say. Well, it's you know when two worlds collide: the uh, the supernatural and the historical. What do you find particularly rich about the drama? Is it the wizards' (laughs) costumes or the magic tricks? Well, I mean, I wouldn't. Would I like it without the magic? Maybe, but I wouldn't love it without the magic. There's there's my review. That's what Debbie McGee said. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) Do you know what I said? Say yes, Paul, the other day, (laughs) as a like just one of those catchphrases that just pops back into your usage. And I asked someone a question. I went, "Say yes, Paul." I hadn't done that for maybe twenty years. Good to be back. Can I tell you something? I don't. I don't often start with a gift because. I had a letter today. I'll that say said, you don't. I had a letter today that said, uh, "I know you don't like receiving gifts." Who's been spreading that nonsense? Well, I think it was you when you used to say, "Don't send me stuff." No, but smash that it was no. What I meant, yeah, I did say that. But what I meant was, if I'm talking on air about, I don't know, dime bars, I'm not one of those people <clears throat> who does it in order to say, right. "Send me free." But you know, an act of human kindness first thing in the morning. I've been happy at that on many occasions. I, can I say I thought that's why I feel quite sorry for your partner, Kath. I mean, I do anyway, but she's <laughs> a, she's an absolutely first-class gift giver. I'd oh, say one is. of the top five. She goes the extra gift mile. And yet you don't appreciate. I don't think that's true. I love no, I'm gifts. not saying... Oh, OK, OK. OK, calm down, everyone. <laughs> What's your point? My point is that, you know, you don't... If you don't like getting gifts that much, it's. I'm just saying, you know. Look, I've got a beautiful gift which I'm going to show you now. Okay. I had. Um, the, first of all, there's a quote. Who do you think said this? Go on. I really believe that if you practice enough, you could paint the Mona Lisa with a two-inch brush. Uh, uh, it's going to be Bob Ross. It's Bob Ross, of course, from uh, the the joy of joy of painting. That's what's going My to other be. guest was Lisa Simpson, but I don't think you're as big a fan of this. No, well, I I love it's a show. One of those shows I love, but I never watch. Oh, mm. um, I've been sent. Look at that. <laughs> I've been sent a Bob Ross bobblehead. Now it says oh. inside um, that there's a sound on it. So let's see if this works. <laughs> I don't know if you got that. Oh, on, that's uh, marvellous. We'll it put is. it on the socials. We'll put it on the so- But oh, it's, yeah. it's a perfect... Bob Ross, as I say, does... Is, is it called... The, it's called The Joy of Painting, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. It's on It's on basically every channel. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, mm. There's. Um, I think there's over 300 episodes and it's always the same painting. But you know what? There's a charm about it. <laughs> and this is a really lovely... Also, I think because Bob favours the... Um, 
I don't know what you can call this in a politically correct world, but very he's got like fuzzy fuzzy hair. He's got he's had yeah. it back combed into that into it's, a thing. I think you could use this uh, if you lost your your pestle. Uh-huh. Your pestle and mortar. <laughs> I think I could probably, um, if, when I'm doing me alchemy on the night, I could grind some minerals with my Bob Ross bobblehead. There you go. That was the sentence I was not anticipating when we began the show. Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. I, uh, it, it, and this is something you might be able to help me with, um, partly because Al's a parent and partly because you're a lady. Oh yeah, uh, Emily. But um, but my my eight year old uh, Boz was in the garden and he was practicing cartwheels. Oh yeah, and he said, "Will you show me how to do a cartwheel?" Well, I mean, come on. <laughs> um, Which A and E did they get you from? Well, <laughs> first of all, I had to be nailed to a cartwheel, of course, <laughs> to be able to do it, a la Saint Catherine. Um, well, I realised, I, I sort of had a, you know, tent... I, I thought maybe I can show him in stages that don't involve me doing one. Mm. Um, would either of you feel confident you could you could do one? I, I can do a cartwheel, but it's not a good one. What's wrong with it, would you say? A couple well, of spokes missing? Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I mean... I'm a very tall person, so it's mm. just it's it's not elegant. It's slow, and also I've got a slightly um, iffy right wrist, so I, oh. I, mm. I don't I don't fully commit to the cartwheel. Oh, like it's I all like about to. commitment. Isn't yeah, it? I realise. I said that to him. Mm. You've got to see. That's why I, I think of it now. I don't know if you're allowed to say this at all in the modern world. I think of it as a, as a, as a girl's thing. Oh, oh okay. Wait. I was Just always more of a. Um, yeah, if you could look you in the book. In the brochure. Um, <laughs> Don't think you are. It's been good. It's been good knowing you. Yeah, well. I was always um, more of a handstand fan. Oh. And the producer's nodding. So. Did you knock the skirt? Remember when girls used to do that? I tucked the skirt. Oh, I turned the. I tucked it into the sides. <laughs> Of the um, the underwear. Okay. Oh, all right. Is that a bit graphic? I think it's okay, isn't it? Think, and um, <laughs> turned it into a sort of <laughs> pantaloon breeches oh. style. I loved a handstand. I felt you had one had more control. Mm-hmm. You see, I have always thought the reason it's it's a girl's thing is for the sake of modesty for the dress and skirt wearers that you need the speed so that the skirt stays in place, and that that's your motivation for your, for that impetus. That's what mm. I thought. Anyway, well, I realised that when I've never done it, I've never done a good one, I do a slightly crouched. I tell you what, my imagine if you were working in a high-class kitchen and you dropped a cloche <laughs> and it ran and it sort of rolled round on the floor before. What, what it, is a cloche? You know those things know that. that you know when you have a meal sometimes in a very posh place. Um, trust me and um, <laughs> they, they have like a big curved lid on the top and they remove it in a sort oh, of yeah, a yeah. tanner also, yeah. that's, also that's the name my... of a hat right oh, okay well I hope I've got the right name no it's it. right it's, it's named the, it's clo- the cloche is called up because it it looks design. a bit like Bob's hair got on, you on yeah. my uh, uh, Bob Ross's hair um, and that's what I so when I've when I've um, cartwheeled in the past it's been more like a Right, a rolling cloche, which is not good enough. But quite a good way to learn it. There's also, if if you have one of those, um, you know those Swiss balls, the big exercise balls? Oh, yes. You can actually learn a cartwheel as a kid going around that ball. I'll, I'll send you a video, it's good. One of the most difficult... <laughs> Probably convers- too late now. <laughs> I had a very difficult conversation with a man in... Uh, at the Albion, actually, uh, Just before a match. <laughs> and he was a very mightily big man. I mean, he was, he was a, again, I don't know what the terminology is now. Oh. But he was... Um, stick with mightily big man. Yeah. Did you say big, yeah. u- big unit? He's mm. a fat bloke. Yeah, big unit. That's what he was. Okay. And he said to me, he said, I was at the gym this week, so I got up <laughs> off the floor. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, um, can you believe it? He said, I was on one of those exercise balls and it burst. He said, that, you know... The, the, the equipment, you know, you got to... And I I was... You know when someone's saying something? <laughs> I mean, it was one of the rare occasions he wasn't the elephant in the room. <laughs> and I could... I couldn't... I couldn't breathe. Oh, what could you say to that? So in the end, I just lied. So that's absolutely terrible. <laughs> terrible. That happened to me, but because it was pierced by my elbows. <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
Frank, could I just take us briefly to the outside world via Twitter? We've had a message from Pierce O'Halloran. Don't tell me. That is the man that sent us the um, the merchandise a la Lewis Chessman. Correct. Mm. And Pierce said, I was so delighted at getting a mention on Frank on the radio last week that I made a little animation of it. Good move. And then he's got a little chess piece um, emoji. Ah. Thanks, Frank, Alan and M for making my week slash month slash year. And the, the animation is... Uh, well, it's, it's fantastic. It's, we should retweet really it, good. actually. Mm. Good fun. Yeah, I should say if you live in the Outer Hebrides, you probably don't have to do that much to make their year. <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't think it's an event existence. <laughs> I could be wrong. I tell you what, it's a lovely T-shirt. I, t- I can feel the loom in it, do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You know, you get a T-shirt, you can feel sort of the 21st century in it, it's in its plasticity. Oh, yeah. Whereas I can feel the loom in those shirts. Right. I can feel tradition <laughs> and um, long nights with the sound of the clock. Oh, I'd hear that. <laughs> you don't hear it after a bit. <laughs> Shut that clock up. That's well, he's drowning it out with his loom work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, I've seen the animation. It's, it's very fine. Yeah. And uh, I forgot how funny this show was, I'll be honest with you. Oh, did you? Mm. Yeah, it's, oh, man, it's top end. <laughs> nice to just watch two minutes of it back in animated form. Yeah, it was. Yeah. I, I, I wish he'd done the three hours. <laughs> Well, hopefully he'll have a quiet month and he'll do that all Yeah, exactly. He'll be added to that, I should think. Next time somebody pops in the gift shop, that could be, uh, what, 2023? Yeah. They'll be in the three stags, of course, now, as we speak. What yes. do you think? What do you imagine? I'm speaking now at... Um, when I'm not supposed to say the hour because we go out later, but let's oh, say yeah. we're on Saturday, Saturday morning and it's early on Saturday morning. What do you think Damon Albarn is doing at this precise moment? Sleeping? Fishing? It's just coming to the end of night fishing. Mm. I think he's, he's probably going to a West London deli. Oh, you think? At this some, hour? Yeah. Oh, I, I think, I think he I'm going to go with sleeping. Feeding the yeah. pigs, I'm thinking. I'm guessing <laughs> he's he might. A I have no, no idea, but he had the look of someone who, no, that's the other having one. years the in the Soho, became Alex a cheese James, maker, uh, he became he? a cheese oh, farmer. Right. He'll be, he'll be uh, cheese farm. He'll be freeing up the curds. Um, I don't mean um, no. in the Middle East. I mean in his uh, in his churn. Yeah. yeah yes, uh, that's what he'll be doing. I'd love. To, I think it's a good. Uh, what is? Um, if anyone's got an, an idea what they think, Damon Alp, you might live near him. Mm. You might know what he's doing now. I'd love to know what he's... At this precise moment, I'd love to know what he's doing. Yeah. Text I in sculpture. on uh, 81215 <laughs> if you know yeah. what Damon Albarn is doing. It's an unusual texting, but we also seem to be running a texting about um, about unusual proposals. Well, this was... it. Was We were reading uh, um, out... Um, we weren't reading out anything. I don't know what I've started with that with. We were talking about uh, a guy who'd proposed to his uh, partner and accidentally burnt their flat That's down. right, He yes. hadn't burnt it to the ground, I don't mm. think, because I, I think it was a third-floor flat. No. Um, uh, he burnt it, it. He'd burnt it to the lift. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, and we were talking about proposals and, the, you know, these elaborate proposals that people go in for... And, of course, I asked people to send them in at, uh, with about 30 seconds of the show left, which was, I yes. mean, again, amateurish broadcasting at mm-hmm. its worst. However, the situation has been saved, and after this, we'll uh, listen to some responses. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Proposals. Yes. Yes. Uh, we, uh, we've had a... a Many, many different responses. Um, Steve Southwood has said, I'm a GP, wife a nurse. <laughs> I took her to Welcome Collection on Euston Road, which is... Oh, yeah. yeah I've been there. Very good. Yeah. Uh, heart exhibition. Whole hall full of heart-related stuff. In the heart transplant section, I gave her the ring and told her I wanted to give her my heart with heart-shaped card and photos. That is really... I mean, he might as well have actually got some offal yeah. and attached that to the card. <laughs> Put the engagement ring in there. That is... The one. 
That is the most heart-based thing I've ever heard. Uh, we've also had Michael Cook. I proposed on the ice rink at Somerset House. I pretended to fall over and got up on one knee. The trouble was all the stewards had seen me fall and raced over whilst mid-question to see if I was OK. They all waited with bated breath for her to reply. It took me ten laps to do it. Oh, Imagine Mike. that. I'll tell Mike. you what, I bet you that's the best he's ever skated. Yeah, because oh, so? he's trying yeah. to not be good at it. No, I think because I, I, when I in in the early years of Taskmaster, um, the popular oh, yeah. comedy show, when I was on it, when when the money was rubbish, was <laughs> um, <laughs> that changed? That's oh, I've Tom oh, Channel Four it? now. Yeah, oh, oh is it? It's gone up. Oh now. yeah, it's gone. I didn't know. It's gone. I'm mean, good luck. Good luck to him. You know, um, <laughs> Channel Four, catch it while you can, as they say. So, I um. I would, I, there was a bit of a, a task when I had to ride a horse and paint a horse that was next to me on an easel that was um, strapped to my that, arm. Yeah. It's the best horse riding I've ever done in my life, and it's because oh. I was focusing on something else. Right. And I bet yes. you he might be a bit nervous maybe on the ice and all that, but when you're thinking, I'm going to propose in a minute, going to propose, I bet yeah. you he, he, he glided beautifully mm. across there. That was the moment. I bet she thought you are a, a god of a man. Oh, what's this coming out of that small velvet pouch? Also, <laughs> oh, that was another occasion. <laughs> it's probably a good little lesson for anybody that's trying to be good at ice skating. Is uh, you know, if you want an optimal pr- performance, just propose to somebody that day. Yes, mm. yeah, that anyone. Is, um, just- this is, um, I, I don't know if you remember Spalding Gray did yeah. a film called Swimming to Cambodia when he mm. had to swim in very dangerous waters at one point. Um, not for the film, but just to show off. And he left his training shoe on the beach with, I think, $10,000 and a Rolex watch in it. And he called it displacement of anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> he was so worried about those belongings that the swimming was fine. So I, I think it is a thing. I'd recommend it to anyone. And uh, Cookie says, I proposed with a message in a bauble whilst we... Message in a bauble, yeah. I wish Sting had done that to Trudy. Oh, for Christmas, Christmas single. Should have done that, yeah. Why haven't they done that? Oh, the fools. The fools. Whilst we decorated our Christmas tree. Wow, how did he get it in the bauble? Well, (laughs) you see... Ambience was somewhat punctured as my wife kept asking me why I hadn't taken off my shoes in the house. It just seemed weird to propose in socks. Ah. Oh, I understand. <laughs> and also, if the bauble's going to be um, broken for the thing, you don't want to be walking and on the pine on needles as well. Walking on broken glass like Annie Lennox. Oh, how did he get it in the bauble? Do you think someone said that about King Harold at the Battle of Hastings? <laughs> That's, That's a, a great... I would like to know, if you're listening, what's his name, the guy? Cookie. Cookie. Oh, Cookie. Cookie. I remember him in uh, 77 Sunset Strip. OK. With Ephraim Zimbliss Jr. <laughs> Cookie, tell us how you got the message... Message in, in the bauble, yeah. Many of these are actually um, quite uh, moving, but uh, we'll just quickly... I'll scrub those. We'll quickly do <laughs> one that is uh, not so much. Uh, in an Indian restaurant on Valentine's Day many years ago, the guy on the table next to us proposed dot, 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 and was turned down. <sighs> then, oh, then the no. fire eater, the restaurant had employed for entertainment, yes, really, set the fire alarm off and we all had to stand outside for 15 minutes. <laughs> That's from Andy Jordan. I bet she got outside <laughs> and looked round and the bloke had gone. <laughs> he was probably just staying in there deliberately waiting to perish by flight. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Shall we continue with some uh, proposals? Yeah, I thought they were um, rich pickings. Mm. We've had, uh, we've just had a text in actually, uh, or email, three seven, from 376, that must be a text. Morning all, I've been witness to two proposals where they were refused. Oh. Oh. One at sunset on a beach. Mm. Sounds nice. At least you can do You like... say that now. You could have said yes though. <laughs> but then you could and... do, you know James Mason at the end of um, A Star Is oh. Born? When do, he just walks it. into the ocean and keeps walking, and that's how he do- That's what you do, I think, if you've been refused. <laughs> and one in a quiet rooftop restaurant. 
where there was us and the other couple. Oh. <laughs> oh. Again, if you're in a rooftop restaurant, there's only yeah, one way out. Walk off. Once you've been turned around. <laughs> if I see another one ever build up, which there always is, you can feel the tension, then I'm leaving. My husband says, I'm the jinx. <laughs> if you know, I, if so. there's a romantic rooftop restaurant near you, I suggest you purchase a baseball mitt <laughs> and hang around outside it just waiting for <laughs> engagement rings coming flying over the top from refused, refused people. <laughs> it's such a stressful... I think I see, I thought it was kind of dying out and that people... You know, when Al, when you talk about... No, that, well, that is dying out. But, I mean, <laughs> you know when you talk about your proposal, something that, like, I think last week you said it was through a side window on the car. Yeah, it was... I, I mean, I used to describe it as a conversation that got out of hand, our marriage. Yeah. Which is kind of what... Yeah. You had a sort of drive-by proposal. Well, Al, what about Davy Clark? He had a similar type of proposal, would you say? He said, my girlfriend's passport was due for renewal. (laughs) So I said, you might as well have my surname to save having to spend another 70 quid when you've got to change it if we get married within the next 10 years. We've been married for 17 years now. That's... um... (laughs) That's. Uh, I think that's nice. Is that a nice one? <laughs> I think. That... That, I think there's romance in that, though. Like, it's I mean, nice if, and cheap, Al. If, if the lady Dave Clark is it Dave Clark? Yeah, da- yeah if Davey. the lady Davy Clark in, involved was thinking, do you know what I really love about him is his pragmatism. That would seal the deal, wouldn't it? Well, yeah, yeah. I'm sure she was glad all over. When, oh, he, <laughs> when he did that, if you get that joke, I do. Um, what, what? Be careful with your niece. <laughs> um, I, uh, I what I like about that joke it's you know that thing that uh, misdirection that magicians do yeah is that what he's done is wrap the proposal in admin yes so he's talking about that she's not because it must be horrible um, let's let's say I'm sh- I know it's the other way around on you know and I know people marry their own sex and people. Um, Propose women propose, I know, but let's just take the traditional bloke on his knee. It's quite stressful for the woman, isn't it? If there's any doubts at all, yeah. I'd like a, I'd like it a bit baggier, so I've got room to sort of talk it through a bit, <laughs> yeah. rather than a ping. Yes, mm. no. Mm. Come on, guys, stop putting people on the spot. <laughs> so a baggy proposal, baggy, like. baggy proposal. I have seen a proposal yeah. out of the baggies. You have. I can imagine what that was like. Yeah. The, the, the entire um, um, Bromley Road end at the Alvin started going, you don't know what you're doing. Very funny. Don't know what, and all that. So it was... Very funny. I wonder if, was, if, I wonder if that could stop a proposal. <laughs> a bloke thinking, hold on. I don't maybe, know what I'm doing. Maybe I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, they're good, though. I like the uh, I like the crazy proposals. They're all... Uh, so some of them are very moving and beautiful, but we don't really do that on the show, do we? I think that's... Uh, no. I don't, I don't There's places that. for that, and yeah. they're not here. No. You does know? Jason Manford the moving and beautiful on a Sunday morning? I've, I, you know, I hear it in chunks because I'm doing things on a Sunday morning, as many of us Roman Catholics are. <laughs> but oh. I don't think I've heard him do Moving and Beautiful. It's just inappropriate, really, on, on, on air. Unless, you know, it's... <laughs> Karen had her colon removed that autumn. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, you think I'm singing this, I'm actually playing it on a slightly bent saw. <laughs> With a nail. <laughs> my dad, my dad used to do that. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. I'm, I'm, I'm Frank Skinner, and I'm with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text us on eight twelve fifteen. We're, uh, we're live. You can do it. Um, this is the new normal. You can uh, follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. That's the new formal. <laughs> and you can. Uh, I'm desperately trying to think of another one. You can email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Mm. That is the new Gorbals <laughs> in Glasgow. Uh, <laughs> you asked earlier, what do you think Damon Albarn is doing this morning? Yeah, this morning, this precise morning. Mm. I will say, just to give you a general idea, 
um, people are divided into very big house in the country has been referenced oh, a lot. Oh, that's good. There have been references to Liam Gallagher, obviously, listening to Oasis, etc. Uh-huh. We've had some other ones, though. David Gray. Hello, David. David Gray. <laughs> yeah. Babylon. <laughs> Something like that. I'm just an old man. David says, ordering a new coat, fancy pen set, and a Thunderbirds figurine from Amazon. Hashtag Parker Life. Oh. So you've done a bit of a Parker. I've got um I've got David Gray uh, audiobook reading um In Memoriam by Lord Alfred Tennyson. Big wow. Brilliant. Is it really? No, I made, it it. I made that one. It's odd. <laughs> Nick Who's o- going to phone? He's not going to be the phone call. <laughs> Nick Owen. Nick Owen. Nick Owen. Yeah, from uh, former This Morning. I and mean, are these, we get a lot of celebrities contacting us. I talk us. to Nick Owen a lot when I'm at the cricket. Oh, do his you? son's a very good cricketer, yeah. OK, carry on. He suggests pouring soya milk on his sugar-free granola. Oh. Mm. Do, what do you think of that? Now, well, I have a memory... And not many of us can say that at our age. Mm. Um, of um, I was in um, Iceland oh, with David Baddiel. Reykjavik. Love it. No, I, it was the sausage cross pizza. <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, it was. I was in. I was in Iceland, and he had a he had a restaurant. He's got no tea on the end. Restaurant. Oh, really? He couldn't get tea. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, so he could be in Reykjavik as we speak. He could have I don't know what he does now. What is he is he still a gorilla and stuff? I think he does a lot of that sort of thing. Yeah. I think he writes I think, I think he writes no, but the he's music. a gorilla. <laughs> does he not write the music for like modern operas and stuff like that? Does he? There's lots of creative oh, with interesting the gorillas, stuff. He's, I think. he's been drinking the old uh, black currant juice and going going a bit wild, crazy wild. <laughs> I'm sure he's uh, um you know creatively active I just want to oh, know yeah. how he spends his Saturday mornings yeah simple as that has he got You're children to be curious yeah I think so yes. is he at socially distanced cricket maybe oh, who knows he's got I think I think there are children involved yes he's uh, sorry I spoke off I remember he was on um, fantasy football once which um, kid, how was he kids was a show I used to do <laughs> with David Baddiel back in the uh, before the old king died Mm. And um, he uh, he came on with a bottle of red wine, which he was drinking out of. Oh. And halfway through the interview, he started reading the NME. Oh, oh he needed oh, the iconography. He's like a medieval painting in that respect. He was, yeah. He, I think he had a skull with him to remind him of mortality. I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't. No, that was Bez. Yeah, I think, yeah, maybe. <laughs> he popped in. Bez. <laughs> Uh, yes, okay. I also wanted to raise something which I saw uh, in the news this week. And when I say news, it's the lighter end of the news. I won't oh, wow. so. that's where we that's where we operate. We reside. Uh, it was. Did you hear this? It was the composer of the EastEnders theme tune, Simon May. Do you know Simon May? <laughs> <laughs> I even left a pause for well you both. Done. Well Thank done. you for leaping in. He's angry. He's very angry. Oh, yes, he is, isn't he? Because it's been cut short from 1 minute 20 to 28 seconds. And he's got beef. Yeah, so the end, it's the end bit, isn't it? It's another... I think his autobiography is called Doof Doof. Yeah. Um, And um, it... um, it, yes, the, the whole credits. thing, the credits used to be one, one twenty, and now it's 28 seconds. Yeah. And he says the problem with that is you need that music at the end to digest <laughs> He needs it. Yeah. You need yeah. it, Simon. I think this is a man who might be being paid by the second. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you need one minute, 28 seconds to digest? Uh, sure. To digest yeah, if you've got three end? kids at private school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean... No, I can't. I, I imagine you digest these... I mean, full respect to EastEnders, it's been going a long time, but I imagine mm-hmm. one digests an episode as one would take a lozenge yeah. with it, you know, swallow it in, in one, don't you? Doof, 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 doof. Exactly. You may notice that we, um, at the end of this show, we often play a a, rec, a, a song that's like three, three minutes 40, something like that, to give our audience time... <laughs> 
to think about, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what is cartwheeling? <laughs> is there a cartwheeling distance record, for example? Is there a record? Where, what's the furthest anyone's Eight, cartwheeled? 12, 15. What's the furthest you've ever cartwheeled? I want to know what the world record is. If and what's the world record? Yeah. Let's widen it out. Yeah, OK. No, exactly. That's <laughs> something for everybody. It's like the London Marathon. We don't just want to bring in the elite. Yeah. We want the joiner in us. Frank Skinner. So we were talking about Simon May. You know Simon May. <laughs> and the composer of the EastEnders theme. Yes. And he, he's upset because it's been truncated. He's yes. been the victim of truncation. The victim of truncation. Now, I'm always a fan of what I believe is referred to as Julia's theme, which is when they go for the piano for the slightly more sentimental endings. Oh, right. Have you ever noticed this? Instead of the full theme, it will be... And they don't kick say. in. Julia's theme is things like... Who when is Julia? Julia Samuels... Uh, Julia Smith, I'm sorry. Julia Smith was the producer, uh, the creator oh, of the show. Oh, OK. It's named after her, but when Dr Nethel might reminisce about the war... Right. And they do like a Beckett play sort of thing. That, that, then oh, yeah, they'd have yeah. to. Or a proposal or, or, or death, sadly. Um, Maybe at the end theme. of the, the three hander with, um, <laughs> with Ange and Dennis and the window cleaner. Right. Was it at the end of that? <laughs> yeah, you'd get Julia's theme when there was. A, when it was Totes Emoche. Okay. The, um, I was an enormous Crossroads fan, which is a. For younger people, that was a, 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 a soap opera set in the West Midlands. The producers lost it actually at the idea that you were a big crossroads. Really? I remember it's the reading idea that anyone was a big crossroads. <laughs> I know, I loved it, and I read a. I remember reading a review of it, which said it was like pornography without the sex. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I loved it. And I, I dreamt of being one of those people who came for, to get their keys from reception in the background <laughs> oh, while yeah. there was a conversation going on in the foreground. It was set at a hotel called the Crossroad, a motel. And uh, do motels still happen in the UK? Oh, yes, okay. I'm sure, yeah. So, um... I'll, I'll, I feel I'll... If anyone's the hotel motel expert, I yeah. think we know who it is. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know if many do, actually. No, I don't know. I'd like well, to there was one in King's Oak. <laughs> was. And it was Crossroads. <laughs> it was quite a famous one. And the theme tune was... And, and, and then Paul McCartney and Wings did a sort of soulful, heavy... <laughs> on one of their albums. And occasionally they would use that as their going out music. Oh, yeah. But um, good oh, old would they? Good what, old Paul McCartney, eh? What was that for? Again, was that when, for example, uh, Meg Mortimer left or something, or there was there was high drama? Would they use that for? Yeah, or something a bit poignant, oh. like when the real Jack DeMarnio checked into the hotel. Now right. you don't know who that was, but he was a minor celebrity at the time and a friend <laughs> of Noel Gordon's who starred in. So she got him to just come into the hotel and because he went, Oh, Jack and now she went, that was it. That was that incident. Probably a bet. Do you Late know what... night drinking club in Birmingham. She said, Oh, Jack Jack, yeah, of course you can come on, love. <laughs> she didn't talk at all like that. She's quite posh. She Noel Gordon I'm sorry, this is very uh, down memory lane. But Noel Gordon um, was, I think, the first um, person to drive from one end of the M1 to the other. Is that right? Really? She did it for a television show to introduce the M1 Can to you imagine people. Imagine that getting a commission now. No, I'm more interested in that yes. than Crossroads. I never really got into Crossroads, but I'd watch somebody drive the length of the M1. Well, maybe, maybe Crossroads could be the next Merlin. That I, that I the next <laughs> television bat on. Yeah. That I. Uh, and if I want a China, I do have a China. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been discussing Simon May, the uh, composer behind Isn't it the. It's annoying that he, you want it to continue into Simon Mayo. Mm. Right. And it stops at Simon May. I see. Yeah. Oh, I hate that. I don't. I think. I don't think famous people should have names that are too similar. Yeah. 
<laughs> well, he composed the uh, EastEnders music, and he's. Um, I think he slammed BBC bosses. Uh, did he? He's going into the tabloids, yeah, but they got slammed. it from. He did an interview for a podcast which is called Distinct Nostalgia. Oh, okay. The distinct Nostalgia podcast, not like just vague nostalgia. <laughs> Damon Albarn. Very specific. What doesn't listen to that? Because <laughs> yeah. he couldn't really have the nostalgia on Well, I listen to it, but it's not as good as it used to be. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got the sore out again <laughs> <laughs> but he said um, of, of the thing that you mentioned uh, earlier about uh, um, a minute and 20 seconds of music being mm. chopped down to 28 seconds he said fortunately I wrote it in such a structural way that you can hack four bars away here and there I mm. think that's unfortunate for him now isn't it surely if he'd written it with almost like a musical watermark they couldn't have chopped it up and if he'd have used the lyric version that Ange had a anyone can fall <laughs> in love, yeah. then they wouldn't have been able to come. Anyone. Although oh, I say okay. that, one of the, my um, bête noir... Oh, yeah. He used bête noir. I oh, know, she, uh, she was Coronation Street. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of uh, my things that I, my pet hates is in when they use um, a, a song I like in an advert... And then they do like a really bad edit so they can get yeah. to the chorus. Oh. Currently they're using ça, blah, boom, moi, and there's a bit where they... And, and I don't know who's edited it, but it's been edited with an axe. Oh, oh these people, these terrible, terrible people. I mean, in this people, day and age, there's very no reason I remember they did that with everybody, yeah. chicken satay, yeah. back streets, back, <laughs> all right. I don't mind them doing that. What about it's crumbelievable? <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind them doing that, but um, d- don't do that edit. clonking edits. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> I like the idea. I know that wasn't why you said clonking, but I like the idea of you using that as a new sort of parental euphemism for an expletive. I, I like, like the man who used to say the Tontino Mo Sheriff. Quite. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's a bit too close. A bit okay. too close to the bone for me. <laughs> That, that's a lovely moment. I lifted up a bit of paper and there was a crisp under it. Ah. It's gone. You're having it. Can I just say, say something with regards <laughs> yeah. to uh, Simon May? You may. He, he said he'd had that musical composition, or the chord structure at least, for mm. the EastEnders theme in his head he, since he was seven years old. Wow. He said he essentially began composing the theme at seven. Your witness. Um... I'm going to stop well, at wow. I think they should have cut his money for giving him old material. <laughs> I've got this at James... I'll, I'll come back to this. James Bond, next. Okay. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. You've been asking um, what Damon Albarn is up to on a Saturday morning. Yeah, this and, um, specific one. Yeah. yeah. 415 has texted, Damon Albarn is still asleep because he gets up when he wants, except for Wednesdays, when he gets rudely interrupted by the dustman. I think it should be awakened. Oh, right. oh. Yeah. It's so nearly really good, that. You're out, oh, it's still you're good. You're spot on. I think it's all right. With a little bit of workshopping, that'll be, yeah. that'll be just right for tonight's gig. <laughs> there was one. Yeah. By the way, um, you know I'm supposed to be on stage in Birmingham the 20th of this month. Guess what? It's been postponed. Has it? Oh. Yeah. They never give, give me any reason. Really? <laughs> um, so now my tour, for anyone who's got tickets, or people in Blackpool who haven't bought any, um, we are... Um, I'm, honestly, I'm going to be playing to a... Blackpool's going to be socially distanced, even if the... If, the <laughs> cor- if they've got the... Um, what, what do you call it? The thing that stops people getting it? Vaccine. Vaccine, thanks. Mm. Um, by the way, a Simon May... Oh! Simon <laughs> May... Oh! <laughs> he, um, he wrote... I looked at his credits, because I thought I bet he's wrote loads of... Oh, uh, what else has he done then? Well... Um, (laughs) Not so much, it turns out. No, I couldn't see why he's after that extra 28 seconds. I mean, can I say, I would describe that well as a very deep well. No, uh, I'm I'm being a bit harsh. He's wrote a load of stuff. Um, I thought he... um, It says he wrote the theme to William Tell. Now, the only William Tell I know on the telly is... um, 
they use Rossini's William Tell Overture. Quite. So yeah, it's with words. Quite. So it goes... Um, what poshest thing I've ever said? Quite. <laughs> come away, come away with William Tell. Come away for the land he loved so well. For the What a day, what a day when the apple fell for Tell of Switzerland. I don't think he wrote that. No. He might be claiming to. He might no. just be thinking I'm having that. Rob, what, from Rossini? <laughs> <laughs> What, what, else, other, what other TV show used um, the William Tell Overture as its theme? Was it a Western type It thing? was. I'm going to give it... Bonanza, no. That's what I was going to guess. We've gone Bonanza. Thanks, Gunnar. Lone Ranger. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. One out. Uh. <laughs> That's Mark and Large used to say, I think. Um, so what else, Frank? Can you recall if there were any... Other themes that he that May lays claim to? They, I, they, they tended to be like a bit on the. I don't want to put him down. He's done loads, but you know, I mean, they, they don't really care what. Sort of all the soaps. Mm, oh yes, he did uh, El Dorado. Oh, well, that went well. Yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's a Jonah. He's an absolute Jonah. <laughs> Anything he touches. I got a letter here. Oh yeah. Hear that? Yeah. And um, it's from Lisa Mitchell. <laughs> from Lisa Mitchell in Sheffield oh. and um, and she has sent me a gift and I don't she begins I know you don't like receiving gifts not true so can we just praise. establish he, you like gifts Frank you just don't want to be put, compromised yeah I'm, I'm not going to do like when um um, Dizzy Rascal did an interview in which he mentioned the Nando's black card <laughs> right. about 12 times until he got one. Nando's black card, I think, entitles you to go to Nando's and take, I think, three friends yeah. for a meal whenever you want to. That's what would rule me out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd have to just pet take people off the street. What if you turned up with three homeless people and said, yeah, these Why are the people who should be cashing in? You got, uh, you got given one of those without having to do it. It was, a, was it, yours was Pizza Hut? Yeah. Well, that's, there's a story on that. Okay, well... <laughs> anyway, I'll come back to Lisa Mitchell in a minute because the, the, um, the producer is actually physically shoving the face which says <laughs> end of link into my face. Mm. And there's a ragged bit on the, uh, on the upper um, rim of it which just, just caught me under the, uh, under the nose. You left us on a on a letter reading cliffhanger, which is unusual in um, commercial radio, <laughs> yeah, I, I would like suggest. An epistolary um, mm. cliffhanger. So Lisa Mitchell, who's uh, um, she says, um, I know you don't like gifts. Wrong. Just to say, uh, keep keeping the show. Thanks for keeping the show going during the lockdown. Oh, yeah. I'm a <laughs> nurse, and I'll, I'll go on about it. I'm joking. <laughs> That's brilliant. Wow. Uh, look, I was out there applauding. I didn't think I'd get gifts. So I'd have applauded a whole lot harder. <laughs> I'm a nurse and I can assure you it's been a tricky few months, I'm sure. But knowing I could still sit with a cup of tea and enjoy the... And then it goes into a bit of praise. Um, so she has sent me a poster, which is um, a painting of Marky e. Smith, um, the lead, former lead singer of The Fall. Don't have nightmares, kids. Mm. Uh, which, uh, coincidentally, I've also got a card from uh, Michelle, and mm. I don't know, um, I don't know if that's a surname, but Michelle makes uh, cards. Oh, I you love can that. check her out on Eight Bit North X Stitch, mm. and uh, she's the one that she oh. sent me is a sort of it looks like a computer game of the Bill Grundy interviewing the Sex Pistols. Uh, oh yeah, show great. She That's sent me cool. a bond, and she's a massive uh, Fall fan. I, I'm saying she. I'm presuming Michelle. It's not like Michelle Thomas, the uh, popular no. language teacher, mm -hmm. or Michele, the uh, Italian version, I believe. Oh, okay, yeah. but anyway, um, Michelle makes um, makes um, cards uh, with with sort of bands and stuff like that on, and. Uh, She's also sent me, I think, a fall card. Oh, how and lovely. so two fall things in one go. And uh, I, I, um, I still get the thing where I hear the fall and think mm. I will never see the fall live again. 
And I could still, even saying it now, I can feel the throat tightening. Mm-hmm. But oh. the music still exists. Let's not drag it down. As you say, it's not a place for moving things. You were talking <laughs> about themes. Were you? Well, I, we were dis- we've been discussing Simon May, EastEnders composer, <clears throat> yeah. who, as we've established, composed... I mean, you know, he was responsible for, you said, El Dorado and mm. a few other things. But it got me... I have been thinking about themes a lot because I encountered the man who composed the Newsnight and the Bergerac themes this week. You wow. do? Mm. George Fenton, I believe his name is. And... Fenton! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fascinating. Uh, he told me regarding Newsnight, I'd, at the beginning, there's a sort of... um you know the guitar bit and he said it was because he wanted it to sound like the news coming in off the airwaves and it all sounded very immediate I mean the thought they put into it oh we should have had ticker tape you know when you see those people holding ticker tape coming out of what looks like a carriage clock (laughs) and Frank Bergerac was influenced slightly sort of reggae vibe going on what? there. Well, Jersey, really? of course, famous for its uh, reggae. Yeah. <laughs> it was influenced by the police, the music of the police. Now, oh, oh because um, he's it's in the about the police. <laughs> oh, <laughs> unbelievable! He should have gone fun-loving criminals. <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. You can text us um, on 8.12.15. We are live. I know. And you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. And you can email, email the show via the Absolute Radio website. All those things. Still trying to get your green day joke. Well, we say day for didn't. So green day would mean green didn't. Oh. Mm. Uh, you don't know that. You did you? Do you like my uh, Dame Maggie Smith and Downton Abbey uh, response? Oh. Hey, here's the thing. Come on. Um, s- somewhat tangential. You know the um, gifts that you get on a mobile phone, like a little funny picture or moving video? Sure, somebody like Frank to- in his pants. There's somebody one of told me the other day that it's pronounced Jif. No, go shut you, no. Do you say GIF or GIF? I, I say GIF, but I mean, I wouldn't put any... I once called a Snapchat knapsack <laughs> <laughs> accidentally. So, you know, I'm, I'm one of those old fools. The came, old I came fools. up with a very quick joke when I was told that it was GIF. Oh. I said, I've been making a Jaff all this time. Mm. Oh, very good. Yeah. Well, I got criticised for pronouncing the name of the band Bross. Bros by uh, my goddaughter's best friend Lulu, who said it's bros. Oh, it's bros, oh, you idiot! Wow. I think she did call me an idiot. Did you say you were there I the said, first time round? I said it's bros. She went, "There's no such word as bros. It's bros." Well, I don't want to be con- contrary, but I always <laughs> assumed it was B. Ross, named after Bob <laughs> Ross of uh, the Joy of Painting. Yeah, fame. All links. I thought it was like a tribute band. <laughs> Oh, I had to then talk to her about Moss Bros, explain yeah. that oh, okay. the term bros was probably only in the last uh, 20, 15, 20 years, probably. Mm. It didn't exist. Um, Moss Bros doesn't work, does it? No. Anyway. What about Arabos? No. <laughs> Don't send me any. Can I mention something? While we're on the subject of themes... Uh, do you you know you've mentioned brass in pocket, Frank? You have. When I get money out of a cash point, I always sing brass in pocket as yes. I walk away. Mm-hmm. It made me realise. I mean, less so now, if I'm totally honest. But for a large portion of my life, if I was running late or in a bit of a sort of frenzied hurry, under my breath, I would sing the Benny Hill theme. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because I associated that with slightly frantic, speeded mm. up activity. Well, I think it's fair to say the, the national health was depicted in a very different light. It's <laughs> <laughs> usually a nurse in stockings and suspenders sitting having sandwiches in the park with 12 men sitting at a certain angle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we didn't know. Different times. Ah, oh, different times. No. I've, we put up a picture of my Bob Ross bobblehead, which is someone who, as someone sent me, as I say, Bob Ross is the host, was the host, no longer with us, uh, thoughts with his family. And he, um, he, um, he does the joy of painting. 
and uh, I um, what was I going to say Spread about it? Out, love. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say about it. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> well, I'd like to talk about. Oh yes. So I put a picture of me holding it on uh, oh, the yeah. social media, and I think the Bob Ross bobblehead is there too. Oh. And um, I look um, old on it. I'll be straight with you. I look like... Do you know when Harrison Ford went through a change where his expression became, where am I? <laughs> oh, no. Do you know that? <laughs> he sort of... His mouth clamped a little and his eyes became very starey like he was looking oh, around no. for anything familiar. I've got that about me. Me and Harrison Ford, forever linked. Sorry, Emily, <laughs> you were saying. Oh, no, it's... Uh, an, uh, the, well, the, I would, but I think the producer might, uh, you know, go rock me with piano wire. The very strict this morning about mm. how long we talk. It's because at the end, of the, the, end of the show today, I should point out, there will be a two-minute... This is not a joke, this is serious. A two-minute silence uh, for VJ Day. So we've got to make sure we finish the show on time because um, if we're doing jokes into that, that'll be the end of all our... Careers and quite rightly. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We and um, we're going to talk about. Um, there's actually some gigs are actually happening. I was talking a bit earlier that my tour has been moved to January, February. Um, happily, many, many of the tickets are sold. So you know, mm-hmm. we can't get, we can't socially distance those people. No, no. But, um, there's been a, a quite a big gig um, this week, yes. I believe. In uh, is it near Newcastle? <laughs> Newcastle. Oh, me lad, you should have seen this girl going along the Scotland. Oh, keep your feet still, Jordy. You shall love a fishy on a little dishy. You shall love a blow. Mm-hmm. Suki, 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 blah, suki, blah, suki, blah. <laughs> Newcastle. Yes. Correct. Yes. Um, at I believe it's called Gosforth Park, yes. the racetrack, but it's now been rechristened. Well, it's not been rechristened because it's a pop-up stadium, isn't it? But it's the Virgin Money Unity Arena. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've got to say, <laughs> if ever a company got to the chase, it was Virgin <laughs> Money. <laughs> I mean, you know when people are a bit ashamed that they're in the sort of money, so they call it, you know... Freedom. Yeah, <laughs> and all that, exactly. Aviva. <laughs> But um, Virgin Money. <laughs> All right. <laughs> wow. It should be like Virgin Sob. Sobs for you, it could have been called. Yeah. Did you, are you familiar with the phrase sobs? Sobs. A sob. Um, as is in that, a substitute. Is that forwarding I, money before you're paid? Yeah, when I worked in a factory, yeah. somebody said, I'm going to ask for a sob. I'm a bit uh-huh. t- so they'd go to the... Uh, the management and mm. say, can I, have, can I have a bit of my wages a bit early? Yeah. I need Pudding week, do you remember that? Don't when you say remember, no, uh, you know, <laughs> pudding week because she got paid a week um, behind, as it were. Pudding week was the week which was the money you got when you just before you broke up for holiday. So it's important oh. to get as much money as possible for the holidays. There oh. you go. A little walk down industrial memory. I, now. Like, pud- <laughs> I like pudding week. Um, so anyway, the Virgin Money Unity Arena. Mm. I mean, it's not the idea of people talking about that in years to come, like at the Shea Stadium. Yeah. What was your first gig at the Virgin Money Unity Arena? Yeah, what we were in that? metal pens. What was that football team there called? Something Network Solutions. Oh, oh yes. Don't know. Very, uh, yes. And uh, I can't remember the, the mm. but I remember the bloke. Uh, they they got they won a game or something, a big game, mm. and uh, the. The bloke on the telly said, and they'll be singing and dancing in the streets of blah blah network solutions tonight. <laughs> Someone will send me the correct quote. They will. They'll be with us shortly. So yes. Yeah, so instead, they had fans. I think the stadium normally sit, you could. There's a capacity of about fifty thousand, forty-five thousand, and they had two and a half thousand people all on individual raised metal platforms in yeah. bubbles of five. They look like little boxing rings, don't they? Oh, like yeah. Tiny little metal boxing rings with yes. every, people sitting in them. They looked fabulous, mm. is what they looked to me. They had, did you think so? Oh, uh, did I think so? It made me want to go to a gig for I the saw first it, time ever. There was an ice bucket in one I saw with a, like, a bottle of wine in it. Or something. There's a fridge. <laughs> very, very nice. <laughs> there are seats. That's mm. the key thing. Yeah. I can see that being alluring, the seats thing. 
Do you guys not fancy the seating? Well, I, if, I, if I imagine myself on stage playing to that, um, mm. it would be like trying to be funny through a portcullis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but look at the plus side. Go around saying I sold out Hyde Park. Oh, yeah. that's true, and it's only 200 people. Right. <laughs> Not even so. Take advantage, boys. Well, I think my management tell us kind of lies anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. We've been chatting about the first, the world's first socially distanced music gig. Hold on. Yeah. What well, I thought Beverly Knight did the London Palladium about three weeks ago. And, um, Discuss. and somebody else did another world's yeah. first socially distanced. But gig. were they theatre before? Or were they indoors? Were they yeah. outdoors? Oh, that was an indoor London one, Palladium. actually. Yeah. You see, that's the thing. I don't. I think possibly it's because it's. Uh, it's outdoors. Anyway, it's, we won't. We won't yeah. split hairs. Won't split hairs. It's a big gig. Who, who did it? Sam Fender. Sam Fender. I don't know Sam Fender. Is that a real name, or has they adopted the guitar popular? Guitar? No, I think it's a real name. Um, and he does play the guitar. You see, if I was him. I would have made a point of never learning yeah, yeah. the guitar just to be just to be a little bit perverse about Interesting it. Interesting one for yeah. fact fans. The keyboard player in his band is called Steve Korg M1. That's <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Kazoo. <laughs> oh, Frank, we've had a response. I mean, I knew we would, given our fabulous readers. They're so on it. Do you remember... You uh, had a poser before the musical break. I couldn't remember the full name of something, Network Solutions, which is it. And the it was yeah. when a football commentator would refer football to... Football yeah. they, they did well. I can't remember what they did, yeah. but it was. he said a very funny thing, which I bet is on that. I will now tell you, Matt Abbott, who is a poet, I believe. Um, hey, Abbott! <laughs> that's from uh, uh, the musician Abbott Musician, as well as a poet. Um, OK. He says they'll be dancing in the streets at Total Network Solutions. Total Network <laughs> Solutions. That's, it go. was a great, one of the great lines. Yes. So the gig itself... Mm. I don't. Can I be straight now? Mm. I don't know Sam Fender's work, should I? Uh, I don't either. OK. He's... I think he's taken quite uh, relatively seriously because okay. I think he may have supported Bob Dylan. I may have got right. that wrong, or was really? asked. To. So yeah, I think he's he's parked in the serious slot. I think that was Sam oh. Zimmer. <laughs> <laughs> he's no silly Billy, you know. I no. think it's um, acceptable to like him, but I don't know. I loved what I saw. Oh, because I mean, of the, the the sheep pens and the high seats. It just seems so civilized. Yeah, I, I'm. I got to. I. I don't. I don't know. But I'm. I'm. I am post mosh. I have. I haven't. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I'm the mosh pit will be up to much and the no. social distancing no, rules. That would be weird. Who, it's going to look like one of those silent discos. You know the things. Who am I jumping? <laughs> who am I jumping against? You'd have yeah, to hang exactly. up some punch bags. <laughs> Um, but no, I haven't. I haven't moshed for probably four years. Oh, yeah, at least. Mm. Wow. So I, d- I don't. I don't miss. Uh, okay. I don't miss the mosh. Oh, I, I wouldn't. Look, white hair doesn't look right in a mosh anyway. Unless it's like really white and like. Oh yeah. Like... If if it was Billy Idol. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, doing his doing. Gorvidal. Do they call him Corvidal? (laughs) (laughs) Never, never Gorvidal. Can I say, yeah, I just, given that I once asked uh, for a stool at a Chemical Brothers gig. Mm. Did you? I think this is um, ideal, nay, idol for me, this setup. Did uh, if If Ali. Uh, you know that chemical brother, chemical Alan. If he'd have heard that, oh, for goodness sake! Oh man, he'd be furious. Frank Skinner, Absolute Radio. Can we say quickly the Newcastle gig, uh, the venue, the Virgin Money Unity Arena? Is mm-hmm. that right? Okay. Where did you get the Virgin Money thing? VMUA. I yeah. suspect they'll start calling it. Van Morrison, he's going to do a gig there as That's well. That's because yeah. he's only been asked because <laughs> they can use the VM of Van Morrison for Virgin, Virgin Money, Money on the posters. Yeah. I'm the same. What I think will be great about that is it's not ideal, as you were saying, for the performer, but he seems such a laid-back, <laughs> easygoing <laughs> man, yeah, Van Morrison. Fine, I, I can't yeah. foresee any issues at all. 
I spoke to someone who was, uh, who was on tour with uh, Van Morrison and Bob Dylan and they went through a wow. long period. They decided they weren't going to speak to each other and he said he'd been in a restaurant with them <laughs> having a meal and that and, he, and, uh, and Van would say something like... Uh, and, and, and I'm going to do the I'm going to do the accents. All right, I think you're all right with that one. Yeah. Uh, would you be after telling Bob that I thought he, he did a good gig tonight? <laughs> and he would literally have to say, Van uh, Van thinks <laughs> that you did a really good gig tonight. <laughs> oh, t- tell Van, thank you. Um, Bob Bob said uh, thank. It was like that. Weird. Yeah. Can I tell you my favourite Van Morrison thing? I think I have to. I firstly, like, I read an interview with him in The Guardian once and he got, um, he got surprisingly, he got, he got a bit irritated and annoyed, <laughs> but he said, um, is, there, is there some kind of psychiatric evaluation? Oh, wow. <laughs> it's a good question. And then he said, it certainly feels like it. I mean, a lot of the long interviews in The Guardian do have that quality, mm. so he's, he's nailed it. I've never read them. Um, I don't think I've ever read a, a whole long article in any newspaper. I always do. I'm, I'm a really? sort of three or four paragraph man. I understand. Good for you. Oh, the, um, the la- my, Frank, my last favourite VM is the, his song where uh, copycats ripped off my songs. The fact that he actually has that as a lyric <laughs> wow. in a song. Excellent. Respect. I didn't know that. Good. He must get fed up of people thinking I'm having that. We do that. People, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, I'm sure he does. I, um, the van. I think the, they didn't call them vans. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, van, a Luton van used to be called just a Luton. Yes. <laughs> we should say for people that are in the North East that might want to go to f- future gigs, there are future gigs coming up there. there are. Uh, lockdown gigs. Not None of the headliners are the vaccines, I noticed. No. Or the mm. cure, they're not no. on. No. Um, Shame. The, um, I'm, I'm told, by the way, by the producer, who's the youngest person in the room, Go that, on. that Sam Fender is worth checking out. Yeah. She's actually recommended hypersonic missiles as is the track to start with. Yeah. So I'm on Apple Music after this. Uh, you might like it. Gig. Apple Music for, for my course collection. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you have you listened to the Taylor Swift album? Oh, no. No, me neither. No. I have. I know. I've read about one of the tracks on it, though. Oh, I love it when you read about Taylor Swift. Well, because it was, um, as you know, I'm a great aficionado (laughs) of poetry. Aren't you? And she's done a thing about um, the Lake District, including... um, Including, well, I won't tell you what it includes because the producer has hit me so hard in the ribs. With a rhythm stick. (laughs) I think I'll be wean blood for a fortnight. (laughs) Good night. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Oh, you mentioned Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, yeah, who has got a new album out, I believe, called Folklore. Hmm. And uh, and there's a hidden track on it, is it? Is it a hidden track? I think it's, it's a bow, one of them bonus tracks. It's one of them tracks. bonus What does oh, that okay. mean? What does that even mean? I think in this instance it's on the physical album, perhaps, oh. rather than the, the one that uh, modern types like Frank Skinner and I... It's not the one I've been listening to on uh, Apple Music. No. No. But she's got a song on there about the Lake District. The Lakes. Which... Harks back to when she dated Harry Styles. Well, I don't know. No. Harry Styles. Apparently, she flew over the lakes with Harry Styles. No plane. Oh, because he because he can. And you might remember he can, lev- <laughs> he, can lev- he can levitate to quite a height. Harry Styles. He with those collars these days. Took her by a slim, and also because of she's got the fab- famously long legs. You, if oh. if, the, if he started to falter in flight, just put those down. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, I think you see she has uh, she's got a new uh, partner now, hasn't she? Joe Alwyn. <laughs> oh, that's a shame though, because had she married <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> Her name would have been Taylor Styles. Yeah. Wouldn't that have been like a kind of Oh, like an advert in a menswear shop. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah she missed her, she missed her trick. Man, I so. prefer Taylor Alwyn, because <laughs> it sounds a bit more like accountants who might rip me off. Mm-hmm. Yes. I wish she'd married someone called Davis, and her name would have been Taylor Davis as a tribute to that fabulous snooker world. Wow. World Cup <laughs> final. Very good final. Anyway, she does... Um, it's in the late district. No, I think it was later than that. I'm trying to talk about poetry. 81. They're going gonna, on about 77 Snooker World it. Cup final. Okay. I mean, is this as man but this? Sorry, definitely got it wrong. Uh, 
She does. It's it's the lakes and it's homage to the Lake District. And obviously, mm-hmm. I think we should go over briefly to our poetry correspondent, mm-hmm. Frank Skinner, to get his take on Taylor's... Um, it's a sort of ode to Wordsworth, well, is it? Well, she does that well. There's a pun <laughs> on Wordsworth. This is what she says. I've come too far to watch some name-dropper's sleaze telling me what are my words worth. Oh, yeah. Now, one could argue that that was name-dropping. <laughs> yeah. Hey, mm-hmm. physician, heal thyself. <laughs> That's what I say to... Uh, <laughs> To Taylor Swift. I haven't heard the song, but okay. the pun on words and worth is one I've seen um, several times, including sometimes in the early 19th century. Is it? Mm. Oh, OK. And the late 18th, even, if it's just squeezed it in after the lyrical ballads, if you know what I'm talking about. Also, no? um, okay. <laughs> Frank Skinner in Late Wendermere, take me to the lakes where all the poets went to die. Yes. Those Windermere peaks look like a perfect... Is, no, Di-, w- Di was a local woman okay. in, uh, in the lakes. <laughs> I don't want to cast aspersions. But she had a bit of a reputation. Very popular. <laughs> but presumably you are a fan of poetry being celebrated. Oh, in look, you know, I mean, it's, if, if one Taylor Swift um, fan gets uh, a copy of uh, The Complete Wordsworth mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and dips in, or even just goes online, that would be a good thing. It won't happen, let's face it. Okay. I am... Um, this, um, because of her uh, um, famously long legs, mm. you wouldn't want to be uh, in the legs and see her come in a, like, <laughs> denim shorts coming over the striding edge. It'd oh, be like, no. you know, in War of the Worlds when they first <laughs> appear on those, those terrible <laughs> telescopic... Oh, terrifying. <laughs> Especially, like, with Harry in the... Just coming through the clouds, Harry Styles. Um... I think um, we need to we need to start. We have to finish at exactly the right time oh, tonight. Yeah. I could talk about um, Taylor Swift till um, you will, Oscar. You will till the Swifts come home. But um, thank you so much um, for listening uh, to us this week. And uh, you know what? If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.